Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal, and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. What is up, hikers? You're listening to the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles, the podcast that asks the why questions of hiking in the outdoors, the podcast that asks outdoors people and hikers, how has the outdoors changed you and how are you changing the world around you? That's right. You're listening to the Hiker Podcast. The Hiker Podcast is brought to you by CS Instant Coffee, bakers, not bakers, makers of the best instant coffee on the trail and if you want to get some go to the description of this episode or go to hikerpodcast.com for all the available links and that fun stuff and it helps us show out also Canock Outdoors it's pronounced Canock not Seanock not Knock it's Canock Outdoors makers of my carbon fiber cork trekking poles they are amazing I love them and also all your water storage needs go to the link in the description of this episode to help out our amazing and wonderful sponsors who have been so kind to me over really gosh coming up on a year with both Kanak and CS Instant Coffee they have been, been so epic to me so thank you so much thank you all so much for listening if you want to hear more of the song that's currently playing in the background of this episode you know what you need to do there is a there is a, a spotify playlist and what you're listening to right now is emerge from ways hail and if you go to the spotify playlist that's linked in the description of this episode as well uh you can listen to them and all the different artists that we have featured on the hiker podcast we license all of our music through musicbed.com and all that stuff is available on Spotify as well for you to listen to. So check them out if you're looking for music to inspire you in the outdoors. And speaking of being inspired of the outdoors, I am so excited about our next guest. Kristen Berkeley is on the show. Kristen Berkeley, originally from Toronto, moved to the Northwest Territories of the Great White North. That's right, our friends in Canada, and has been there for four years. She's a former journalist that enjoys writing about social issues and outdoor lifestyles. When she's not cooking delicious meals, Kristen can be found exploring the Northwest Territories and promoting diversity in the outdoor spaces with her amazing organization, Amplify Outdoors, which which uh, advocates for the outdoors, for um, black indigenous and people of color and other marginalized groups. We had an amazing conversation. I was blown away by some of the things she had to say. And I do want to say real quick on this episode, uh, the the Amazon driver came (laughs) to my house and my dogs were out and they barked. So at the beginning of the episode, you will hear my dogs barking. I tried to filter that out as much as possible, but hey, I record in my own home, (laughs) so a little bit of authenticity there for you. So I encourage you to listen all the way through. Enjoy this episode as I talk with Kristen Berkeley of Amplify Outdoors. What's up there, hikers? I am excited to have our next guest on all the way. Literally, last time I've had Canadians on, I said the Great White North and like, this just rainy here. No. We're talking from the Great White North, outdoor advocate Kristen Berkeley. Here is on the Hiker Podcast. How are you doing today, Kristen? 
I'm good, Andy. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you so much for coming on. So why don't you just introduce yourself, tell the listeners who you are, where you come from, and uh, kind of just something somebody, if you're if you're going on a hike, you pass by somebody and you get to talking, what they'd want to know about you. Yeah, sure. So um, as mentioned, my name is Kristen. I currently live in Yellowknife Northwest Territories. So I live in the subarctic. Uh, interestingly, I'm actually from Toronto, Ontario, and I relocated almost four years ago, actually. So it's been a while now. I relocated um, all the way from Toronto to the Northwest Territories for work. I really thought I'd be working here, or I should say, I really thought I'd be living here for one year. And now we're almost going on to four. So definitely time has gone by fast and a lot of things have changed in my life. And um, I went from being the city girl that really never spent any time outdoors, uh, really not exposed to nature or knowing what to do, never hiked, camped, or did anything outdoorsy at all. And now I'm in the Northwest Territories and I love the outdoors and it's a big part of my life. And I'm always trying to like hike and camp and, you know, just really spreading the, the, um, the fact that nature is so beautiful and, you know, really is such a great experience and that it should be you know, available and accessible to everyone. So I guess that kind of sums up who I am right now and, um, and where I am right now in my life. Awesome. So you come from originally Canada, um, Toronto, Canada, um, the largest city in Canada. What was your exposure to the outdoors before moving um, to the subarctic growing up in Toronto? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So I really didn't do anything outdoorsy, to be honest. Like I didn't spend any time outdoors. I had never hiked or camped. I mean, at least like you would think maybe I would have camped because I think that's something a lot of families do. But, uh, you know, I just I never did that with my family. Uh, I am a black woman and I just don't think it really occurred to my family that that was really something that we would we should engage in I don't think they really resonated with it or thought it was like um something that they would I guess know how to do I don't think they had ever done anything like that so I had never gone camping at all with my family or or my friends or anything so really like the outdoors world was like a very foreign space to me I didn't also feel like I belonged because Really, like when I think about the outdoors, it's always been um, advertised as a very like, I guess, almost like non, it didn't come off very inclusive. It was a lot of white folks that I would see advertised and um, it just didn't seem like something that, you know, as a young woman of color, like it didn't seem like a space that I really belonged in or should be interested in. And I kind of made weird jokes, you know, um, where I would just kind of like continue to like perpetuate stereotypes like, oh, I don't want to be outdoors. There's bugs or I don't want to get my hair wet and things like that. Uh, like, you know, and and, and uh, it was just like I almost played on those stereotypes, which still resonate today. And like they still perpetuate. Um, not, I shouldn't say resonate, but they still perpetuate. And and it's unfortunate, but like I kind of became like a, a byproduct of my society. And I, I started to kind of feel like it just wasn't for me. And then, um, you know, moving to the North, 
I didn't at all still like jump into the outdoors as ironic as you might think like that sounds because people think oh well nature is all around you but I didn't um I wasn't outdoorsy or like I didn't have friends that were into the outdoors so it wasn't something that happened as soon as I moved here it really did take time and I had to kind of like get a taste of it and then I got like the bug you know what I mean the outdoor bug once I got Mm -hmm. that taste and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden like everything just changed and every week I was trying to go outdoors and trying to like you know, encourage my friends to join me and, and just trying to be around people that enjoyed it. Cause I realized like, uh, not everyone likes the outdoors, you know, like it's definitely something that, uh, I, I had to definitely try to find people that were interested in doing something like that with me. And then for people that had never experienced it, I, I, I try to encourage them to go outdoors today. But yeah, so I really, in general, like I just didn't have I didn't have that exposure until I moved to the North. So every single activity I do today, everything I'm doing now outdoors, I'm doing basically for the first time in the Northwest Territories, which is really crazy. But, you know, like my first time camping was in the Northwest Territories. My first time hiking, it was in the Northwest Territories. Canoeing was in the Northwest Territories. Uh, Paddleboarding, archery, like every single thing that I've done that has to do with outdoor recreation and lifestyle. I did for the first time in the Northwest Territories um, because I put myself out there and I finally was in a space where I felt like I could actually get closer to nature. So it was, it allowed me to kind of like develop that passion and like start to explore in a way I never did before. So growing up in a big city, I, I, I can kind of relate with that. I grew up in Los Angeles, and Las Vegas, never liked the outdoors. I moved to rural Southern Oregon. And even then I was like, no outdoors. It's uh, if I if I can't if I can't drive there, it's not worth going to. And then, like you said, I discovered the bug, and like, oh my gosh. Um, but myself, um, you know, I'm I'm a male. I'm white. I'm cisgendered. You know, I am I am plus size. But the, the outdoors, it, it it seemed much more accessible for me. But unfortunately, the advertising we see so often is the fit cis white, you know, male conquering the outdoors. As a black woman, a woman of color, how kind of flush that out more about how the advertising in the outdoor industry really excludes people of color, color, queer folks, women, and that those those people who are, love the outdoors, but it just seems like it's not for them because of what we're seeing from these outdoor gear companies. Yeah. So. For me, like I said, growing up, I just never thought it was a space for me. And it was because of the fact that the advertising media was not depicting any representation or anything, anyone that looked like me. And, you know, when you see that, that's why we say representation matters, because when you see when you're not seeing something, you feel like you don't belong. So mm-hmm. every time I would, you know, like go like look at a magazine or something would pop up. It was definitely more like I would see um, a white man usually advertised or a white woman or like, you know, you'd see like a white couple if anything. Like there really wasn't any diversity. So that was like the main thing where it was just like, you're not really, you're invisible. Like, you know what I mean? Even as, as visible as I am, I was not visible in that space. So I definitely thought it was problematic. And then for sure, like advertising for events too. Like, you know, I would go to, I remember going to a water event, a water festival, um, where they had like all these different water activities and thinking that there was going to be like so much more diversity or something like, I don't, you know, I mean, I shouldn't say I was thinking that, but like, I just, because of where I was 
going, I thought there would have been a bit more um, like diversity of the people attending. But when I walked in there and realized that like it was mainly white people and that I was the only black person there, it was like, wow, like this is really surprising to me because I thought that there would have been a, a range of people being here from different backgrounds, cultural backgrounds and racial backgrounds. But like I didn't see that. And then my friend um, who also is an indigenous woman, she said to me, Hey, like, I'm the only indigenous person here. And I think like us realizing the fact that we felt so othered, like it was just like really in our face and we felt really kind of uncomfortable in that situation. And I think it was, you know, I think that like a lot of these marketers and, um, brands need to just be aware of the fact that, a lot of the time it does impact how we feel and, and it impacts who feels like they should be in these spaces because if we're not seeing ourselves, we don't feel like we belong. Even if, although like a lot of people think nature is like this easy to access um, realm for a lot of people, it's not. Like there's so many barriers that we face and and the fact that we have like lack of representation, like that is a barrier because it makes us already feel not as welcomed um, as people would imagine. So it is tough. It is difficult to kind of maneuver in those spaces. And then there's so many other barriers you're seeing. And, you know, like when you talk about like the intersectionality, like whether you start to get past even just like me being a, a black woman, but you start to like look at other factors for people, whether you're looking at disability or sexual orientation, like all of those things also become barriers. Um, Cause you know, like we people do experience harassment out on the trails or outdoors. You know, women are experiencing sexism. So there's a lot of other things that people don't really consider. And, um, and I think that like a lot of companies need to be more mindful that it's not just like one way and that they've been depicting it like as one way for so long that it's having implications because the reality is, is that there are so many other people that are already doing it or people that want to do it, but just don't, you know, always feel like it's, it's for them because of what they're seeing or not seeing being advertised. Now, outside of the, the, the gear companies and the outdoor companies, what can the outdoor culture online individuals do to make it more inclusive or make it feel more welcoming, make it more welcoming um, while avoiding tokenism. I know there's this, this idea, oh, we need to make sure we have our, our token person of color, our token queer person mm-hmm. here to make it, to make it look good, to make it Instagrammable. Yeah. Um, but what, what can the culture itself, the, the people on the ground do um, as individuals and as groups yeah. to not only force the hands of these companies um, and, and impact change, um, leverage their uh, leverage their privilege really to mm-hmm. to make this change and, and make um, people of color, queer folks, others who are on the outside of of the outdoor industry feel more welcome to to come in and, and enjoy the amazingness that is the outdoors. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good question, and I think that. Um, a lot of it, it seems very performative. So I, yep, I don't know if yep. you remember, but there was like this one point where everyone was like, put a black square to show your solidarity. And then people did it. And maybe they did it because they felt pressured or they wanted to like, you know, in, engage in that kind of social media activism, I suppose you could call it performative activism. Um, but, you know, and then you see and I call it performative, because then you see like, later on that, 
we kind of like these conversations start to dwindle and that a lot of companies are still not really doing anything about it. Um, so I think like at the individual level, and I made a guide on this actually on my social media, um, a, a few maybe about a year ago, actually, about like making the outdoors more inclusive and like simple ways to do it. And like, one of the simplest things is like, if you see someone of that's um, from the BIPOC community, which is like black, indigenous or person of color, like something really simple is to just like be very welcoming and just say hi. Because I think that there's times where we already feel very othered. And just saying hi is a nice kind of like icebreaker. He doesn't, I'm not saying you have to come up to us and be like, Hey, my name is blah, 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 blah. And you know, get into like this long conversation. But like, if you're passing by, it's just like, hi, like I acknowledge you. You know what I mean? Like, hello, how are you? Cause I remember when I was somewhere and I, that and I experienced that and like, no one acknowledged me. You feel so un- like, you feel like so unwelcome and you feel kind of like, Oh my God. Like, it's just a constant reminder of like, okay, am I supposed to be in this space? Like you want to enjoy these things too. But like, I just think like it's something so simple is to just say hi. So, um, to be welcoming. And then another thing too, that people can do. And again, I know people come from so many different walks of life. They have different friends in their friend circle and may not have a lot of diverse people in their lives, but you know, if they do, one of the great things you should do, I would say is to just invite your friends out that, um, but that are either, you know, like black indigenous or person of color, like, or I should say the BIPOC community, um, you can just you know um ask them like have you like do you enjoy being outdoors have you experienced this like it's great and and invite them to come out with you because I think for a lot of people it's the sphere of the unknown like if you've never done it before you feel like you don't know if you're going to enjoy it and that's kind of why I try so many different things because I I really feel like if I don't um if I never try it out, I won't ever know if I'm going to enjoy it. So I think it's just so important to like encourage your friends to go out with you. Um, people that have never been outdoors, you know, like invite them out with you and let them experience something like even, you don't have to be an expert, but like you can do a simple hike, you know, you could go camping or do some sort of outdoor activity that you've done before that, you know, you feel like you can like, bring them along with you on and I think that that's just so important and it's a gateway of like having them to have that opportunity to just explore and see if they actually you know are enjoying these things because um I think a lot of people just don't have access to it and I think that you know that would really help a lot especially for people that don't know what to do um or you know like how to go about it and then another thing too that I think can also help, and I speak from this from like my own life experience, but like when I started camping, I did not have camping equipment. It's very expensive and honestly can be a barrier to accessing the outdoors because if you feel like you don't have like a tent or you don't have like, um, I don't know, like whether you might not have the finance at this point to like invest in a really good sleeping bag. Um, you might feel like, okay, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be going outdoors. But I would say like, if you have friends that are already camping and doing different things, you know, ask them, is it possible for me to borrow your sleeping bag? Or is it possible for me to borrow your tent or your cooler? I mean, it's like, it could be small things um, or like your cooking kit, but like, 
again, not everyone is going to be comfortable. So it really depends on like your friendship and like the person. I'm not saying like you must give everyone your stuff, but it's just a way to like, if you're, if you're comfortable with doing it, it is a way to help someone to be able to like access the outdoors, especially because I know that gear is so expensive. And for myself, when I first started, I really relied on my friends, like at least two or three of my friends would let me borrow coolers from them, or borrow their tent or or something like that. And of course, I take good care of it. And I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just careful. Um, but I think that like, if I didn't have that, it would have definitely, like really made it harder for me to be able to go outdoors because I wouldn't have been able to like buy everything and and know what to do. And at least I get to try it out and see if I enjoy, like if I like using it and it's, it's a great way to test products. So those are just a few little examples, but like, I think people need to really be advocates, you know, like really like kind of step up. And, you know, if you're seeing someone exp- experiencing some sort of harassment or like racism or something outdoors, like speak up about it. Like, you know, like say, Hey, like, don't, what are you doing? And I think that we're really at this point, I think allyship is really important and, um, and really just trying to like make sure that this space is much more inclusive because, um, historically it hasn't been. And, you know, like you can look at even policies back in the day that weren't allowing like black people to access parks and pools and stuff like that. And to this day, like we still see that there's still such a disparity now or underrepresentation of like, you know, specifically like as a black woman, I can say like black people, like we're not, there's such a low representation of us outdoors, you know, amongst with other people of color. So I think that like just being aware of all those things and just trying to, as an individual to be aware of the history of, of like how it's impacted people um, and understanding your privilege and then trying to do better. I think like all those things, those factors come together. And what you said too is so important, um, realizing like the barriers there are to the outdoors. It's so easy um, for myself as a, you know, as a middle, upper middle class white dude to say like oh just go out there i hear that from some people oh you just need to get out there just get out on the trail but there's the barriers of not only gear but transportation and Mm -hmm. time off of work and you know that and sometimes parking passes or you know national park or national forest passes to get Mm -hmm. in and there's all these barriers that it's from a privileged place you get to go out and enjoy these spaces um and then do it freely and we don't think about oh wow this is actually a very much a, a privileged thing we get to do and there's all these barriers set up from gear to you know paywalls to all these things and you've actually created an organization uh, which I, i've discovered called amplify outdoors talk about the work you're doing with amplify outdoors yeah sure so uh, i basically created it because of you know these barriers that are outdoors and and the lack of representation that i was seeing so it was basically a response to it to create change and to change that narrative so basically amplify outdoors tries to elevate and um amplify diversity and inclusion in all outdoor spaces and you know um I I felt like it was something that really needed to be done because I wasn't hearing enough conversations about it. So I started it almost a year ago. So in December of 2020, yeah, December of 2020 is when it launched and uh, will be almost a year in. And there's been tremendous support, but essentially, you know, with Amplify Outdoors, we wanted to create a conversation. We want to have ongoing conversation about the lack of representation and inclusion that we're, we're seeing outdoors that 
the BIPOC community and other marginalized groups are facing. And to have a community where they can feel safe and they can kind of like have these conversations and talk about this, but also for people that are allies to step up and to like also try to create change and change this narrative that we've seen that has historically been very much exclusive to who is considered outdoorsy. And it's particularly been like uh, confined to like white folks for what we see advertised and as well as what we're seeing when it comes to outdoor recreation. So it's really about changing these narratives, having these conversations, building community. Um, And then another thing too, is like we provide ongoing education too. So uh, some of the things that I'm trying to do with Amplify Outdoors is like right now we have our online community through my social media as well as like through Facebook and everything. And we're just building that audience to be able to like, you know, really highlight the, the joy they feel outdoors and to continue to create that representation. Um, but, you know, we're also trying to do community engagement and events. So with COVID, it's been kind of difficult doing the events, um, especially in the Northwest Territories, when we have uh, different kind of like regulations in place that can make it different. It's a little difficult, different than the rest of like, I, I guess, Canada with how we handle COVID just because we're very remote and uh, we have to be really careful with how we interact in physical spaces. But um So one of the things we're planning on doing is having outdoor events that will really help to encourage people from the BIPOC community um, and other marginalized groups and allies as well to come and to basically just be exposed to um, to be exposed to different types of outdoor events. I mean, sorry, outdoor activities that maybe you've never experienced before. So we're really trying to like kind of get people outdoors and to try different things. And um, so we want to do the events. um, And then also right now there's some online community engagement that I'm working on. And one of the things I'm working on is just trying to like show joy outdoors, like show what it looks like when you're outdoors and the happiness you're experiencing. So I started an outdoor dance challenge and it's it's just encouraging people to go outdoors whether you're hiking or you're camping or you're doing any type of outdoor activity um just be safe while you're doing it but to just show us like you know show us a video of you dancing outdoors um and just to kind of show how it the outdoors makes you feel like the joy you feel and to tag us or send it to us and then we'll post it up on friday so it's kind of like our dance friday video but we're just trying to show like that idea of like bipoc joy and, and happiness outdoors that a lot of people experience to just let people see like the appeal and like the beauty of nature and how like how much of it makes how happy it makes us all feel. And like I said, I, I encourage allies to also participate and I encourage people to bring people out and then dance it together and show us. Um, so that's something that we've just started doing. And, um, and I hope to continue to grow our community online and do more like community engagement events online, as well as off of the social media platform as well. Um, and then we're gonna, we also provide consultations as well, um, like DEI and anti-racism consultation to organizations that are trying to like basically understand how they can be more representative and inclusive in their organization. So we're kind of multi-layered. Um, we sell merchandise as well, which also continues to kind of perpetuate, like it highlights the, the fact that there is um, 
that we're trying to promote diversity outdoors and more representation. So we do sell our Trailblazer collection as well as our Dream and Color collection, which is really, you know, just trying to encourage people to get outdoors. And our merchandise is for everyone. It's not like just for someone that's from the BIPOC community. It's it's for everyone, but it's really to create like a statement to say, um, that we should be visible as well and that we we are here. We're outside too. And we take 10% off of every item sold. Um, and we donate it to an organization called Empowerment Squared. And it goes towards their sport and recreation programming. So a lot of things I just said, but basically uh, we're just trying to do a lot of different things to continue to really highlight our cause and to get people outdoors and to make it a safer, more inclusive space for everyone. So you talked about consultations and, and talking with organizations, and there's been a lot of um, talk within the outdoor community about, you know, making it more diverse. And we've seen online retailers and, and, and organizations and outfitters make an effort. And some of we talked about earlier, talked about tokenism and, and things of that nature and performative, uh, performative wokeness, you know, they're trying to look, you know, all hip and woke, but there, there, there's an effort being made, but what else needs to happen? If you could consult with a large outdoor retailer and they're like, what do we need to do? What would you tell them? Um, I would tell them that they can contact me and we would set up a consultation and, and talk about it further. Because one of the things that I think a lot of people that are like working in consultation or DEI, especially when it comes to like this topic um, that are black, it's a lot of like, tell us everything right now. And mm. we want to pick your, you know, your brain and no, like if you were hiring a consultant, you would take time to actually speak with us, set up a meeting and we mm-hmm. would have a proper consultation and go through everything. But I think there tends to be this, like, tell us, um, the answers right now. Like we want to pick your brain right now. And like not really respecting our time or the fact that this is part of our livelihoods as well and mm-hmm. and is very traumatic and very sensitive work. So, you know, I think that whenever it comes to businesses, I always think that they have to like approach it with some sensitivity and with respect and making sure that they actually set up proper meetings and and talk to people and be prepared to have, you know, their budget in place for what they want to to do and what they want to do with their organization and what kind of um, information they're looking for. I, I, I just don't like the idea of like, you know, them feeling that we have to just express all our, to like kind of give all our, our feedback right away and like, just like tell you everything. Um, and it's very sensitive work. And I remember at one point I used to like talk a lot about race very openly. And I started to realize that like my trauma isn't, for your, you know, it's not for your entertainment or for your education and that I'm not going to just be freely giving away information like this where it's so exhausting and it's very traumatizing and it's very stressful. So I feel like that's something that I find that is a bit problematic is like this idea of like, just come and tell me everything right now, rather than like, really wanting to do the work and treating us as proper consultation consultants. Um, if that makes sense. And that makes a lot of sense because ultimately what these companies want to do is make more money. So tell us everything for free. Tell us everything we need to do. Just tell us so we can increase our profit margin. 
mm-hmm. ultimately. So like any other group of people, they need the, the BIPOC community, the queer community needs to be properly compensated as consultants and, and given a voice with inside these organizations and compensated um, fairly like any like any, anyone else uh, and not just been given all the answers so they can these organizations can these these um, these companies can make more money and increase their profit margin that's that's an amazing answer I love it love it so much um so talk like what 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 else is in store for you in, in, in amplify outdoors uh, what's the future look like so i'm really excited about amplify outdoors and everything that's in store for it for the future um the community has been really supportive and I look forward to continue growing it online and making it a safe space where we can continue to just like highlight the joy that they feel outdoors and have conversations about the outdoors. I I want to start to do, um, you know, like more work outside off of the platform as well and do community events and, and engagement. And that's something that I think, I want to like really start to expand on further and uh, hopefully like things with COVID kind of calm down. I'm not sure how that's going to be, but it's definitely something that I want to focus on doing. Um, And then also, you know, I just, I want it to be more interactive. Like we're, we're releasing one, we're releasing our first newsletter this week. So that's exciting. And to just continue to build, um, to build the like the conversations in the community and with our newsletters I want it to be informative and I want people to be able to like you know read articles because uh one of the things that I want to do with our our newsletters is so that it's like also very much um educational based so that you can kind of see what's going on outdoors uh I want it to feature other people from the BIPOC community or marginalized groups that are like spending out time outdoors that are being um highlighted and featured and just to kind of like create more awareness and promote them and what they're doing so yeah I'm kind of looking forward to like just like building up things and doing things that I haven't done yet with Amplify Outdoors Uh, we are going to continue to expand our merchandise and align with more um, like charities and organizations because I really feel like one of the things that I want to put at the forefront is like giving back I just think it's really important to give back and um to really invest in these communities as well. And, you know, I don't want to give away too many things, but there's a lot of ideas that I'm having for Amplify Outdoors in in terms of being able to, like, give back. Um, And, you know, I just want it to grow into, like, a bigger organization and a a community where people really feel safe and um, where they feel like they can, you know, connect with one another and yeah there's just like I could go on and on and honestly Andy but but yeah like there's a lot of different things and I think right now especially because I am doing it by myself at this point uh there's it's it's taking time but I'm really excited for where it will head head to in the future so uh definitely stay tuned and you know like follow our journey but uh it's definitely exciting and yeah, I, there's just so many things. I feel like the sky's the limit for Amplify Outdoors. That's awesome. Now, Kristen, for you, I, I like to ask everyone this question. How has the outdoors changed you? So I would say that the outdoors has made me become a, a very adventurous person. I never saw myself as being adventurous. And I think a lot of it had to do with the stereotypes that was placed on myself and others about who's deemed as outdoorsy. So I think just being 
outside in nature, immersed in wilderness and just really experiencing and breathing it in has been like really transformative for me. And I, I can now confidently say that I am like, I'm an explorer. I am adventurous, you know, like I like being outdoors and I never would have thought that would have been me. Like I just, as a city girl, as a black woman, I just never felt like the outdoors was a space where I belonged. And now I feel like I just love being outdoors and it's transformed how I look at nature. My relationship with nature has completely changed. Um, and I really appreciate such simple things that I don't think, I think that I took for granted before It's really calm me down. And it's like my nature, sorry, it's like my therapy. I think that nature is really therapeutic and healing and, and it's transformed me into feeling like I'm a very adventurous, curious person. And I feel like I can take on so many things that I never thought I could take on before. So it's really changed how I look at this world and, and even really made me like, I've already been someone that thinks about the environment, but I think living in the Northwest Territories and seeing like climate change firsthand and then being in nature. It's just like, you know, I, I really want to protect mother nature and this planet that we live on. And it's really, um, it's been a really nice transformative journey of who I am. And it's really made me reimagine who I am as a person and, and see how many layers I have and, and to like break through stereotypes. So it's been an amazing process and journey for me. That's awesome. And if somebody wanted to find out more about Amplify Outdoors or follow you on social media, where would they go? Yeah, thank you. Um, so they can follow Amplify Outdoors on Instagram. And uh, it's Amplify Outdoors, pretty easy to find. And then also we have our Facebook page and you can follow us on our Facebook, which is also Amplify Outdoors. And if you want to follow my subarctic, um, my subarctic, my subarctic journey um, and just like my different adventures that I do, my personal page is travel adventure hers. And uh, it's a little confusing, but it's spelled with like an H E R S at the end. So to travel adventure hers, <laughs> I don't know. I came up with this a long time ago. So um, but yeah, uh, that one is more like of my adventures in the Northwest Territories and little things that I get up to and um, all the activities I do, whereas Amplify Outdoors is more about like the organization and the things that we're doing to really promote diversity and inclusion outdoors. So, yeah, you guys awesome. definitely take a look. And I encourage everyone to try out and participate in our outdoor dance challenge because we'll be posting every Friday. Awesome. Kristen, thank you so much for coming on the Hacker Podcast and sharing your story. Thank you so much for having me, Andy. Big thank you to Kristen for coming on the show. Make sure you follow her on the gram. And you check out Amplify Outdoors. Support them whenever way you can. Buy some merch. Do what you got to do. Um, I'm, I'm super excited about where Amplify Outdoors is going to go and what they're doing. Um, this amazing conversation we had and important conversations. Um, so thank you all for listening. I do want to encourage you to check out all of our past episodes go to hikerpodcast.com share the episodes with your friends if you think they might enjoy listening to this podcast um and i just want to thank you so much for being amazing and uh 
I would encourage you if you want to hear more from the Hiker Podcast, follow Hiker Podcast on social media uh, at Instagram Hiker Podcast, or um, you can follow me on social media on Instagram at Andy Films and Hikes. You might notice you're following me on Instagram. Uh, I, I've uh, things have been kind of crazy for me lately. Um, I'll, I'll put this out here now uh, if you haven't seen it already it was announced um this week by columbia uh that i am working with them as a outdoor and plus size outdoor and fitness model Uh, my career trajectory has been um amazing and i I can't believe I'm, i'm here now getting to work with organizations like columbia uh, changing the perception of what an outdoor person looks like. And I'm so grateful to Columbia to work with me. And um, I'm hopeful that more outdoor organizations not only work with plus size folks, but more importantly, um, you know, black, indigenous, people of color, um, people in the LGBTQ community, um, that the outdoors is for everybody and everybody, no matter what. And I'm excited um, to be on this trajectory. And uh, I posted on Instagram the other day that you know i left my old career and old life behind in 2017 i went to film school i learned so much um not only about film but also communication and social media my my degree is communication with emphasis in, in digital cinema and my my capstone was actually a social media capstone i decided to do because i just didn't feel like making a film because i was just so bugged out from all the other products i had to do and i learned so much about social media and and you know i've always been doing podcasting and I left there and kind of floundered a little bit and then discovered the outdoors and fell in love with the outdoors and found this community. And I was just kind of a consumer of the content. I was, I was consuming all this amazing content from, from hike Oregon and from Darwin and, and, and from unlikely hikers. And it was just all this amazing stuff. And then with COVID happening, I said, Hey, I can make a podcast. And I began to put myself out there and talk about the outdoors and how the outdoors changed me and how, how wonderful, other creators began to come alongside me and and came on the podcast and how others began to just amplify my voice like unlikely hikers and, and jenny and and so many amazing other other outdoors persons and uh i never thought in a million years i would be an outdoor and f- a plus size outdoor and fitness model and i would have this platform and it's because of if you all and so many of you so i just want to take this opportunity on the show i i say thank you every week because I'm, I'm i'm genuinely blown away but the outdoors has given me so much and you all have given me so much and I am truly grateful for it. So my goal with this podcast is to demystify hiking, demystify the outdoors and let you all know that the outdoors is for everyone and everybody and it can do amazing, wonderful things. And let's break down every freaking wall that keeps people who want to enjoy the outdoors, every barrier, every, every paywall, everything that keeps people from enjoying the outdoors whether it's fear whether it's not having the right gear whether it's transportation whatever it is i want to break down those walls i want to break down those barriers um and say you know what the outdoors if you want it to be it's for you so with that said guys follow me on all the various social media networks that just being instagram at andy films and hikes go to hikerpodcast.com big thank you again to our sponsors cs instant coffee and Kanak outdoors and i do want to say thank you to columbia sportswear for believing in me also in the midst of this conversation follow kristen berkeley and amplify outdoors 
check out what they're doing send them a message letting them know that you heard about them from the hiker podcast and and amplify what they're doing on your platforms and with that guys thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the hiker podcast (laughs) 